Full Court Fits is The Ringer's new weekly NBA video series hosted by Big Waz, aka Wozni Lambre. Each week, we take you around the world of NBA fashion and share can't-miss style choices from your favorite players and keep you up to date on the latest news and releases in sneaker culture. Waz also talks to experts like Damian Lillard's personal stylists to give you behind-the-scenes looks at how the NBA's biggest stars choose their outfits. New episodes drop every Friday, so make sure you're subscribed to The Ringer's YouTube channel at youtube.com slash The Ringer so you never miss an episode. Listeners, welcome. This is Sound Only. I am your co-host, Justin Charity. And I am your other co-host, Mike Peters. Yeah, you didn't expect me to match your right? I don't know why you, you came in what? like that. You, it, was, it, was, uh, it was like, you know... You know, Wait, just, you know just, what the, okay. again, just because it's dark doesn't mean you have to whisper. You know what the energy is for real, what? and it, we'll get into our subject, Kanye, in a bit. You know, every time, every time we kick off this podcast, it's a mix of Kaoru, right, from Evangelion, but it's also specifically, if I can just sort of channel it into into the mic, it's the energy of to protect the world from devastation, to unite all peoples within our nation, to denounce the evils of truth and love, to extend our reach to the stars above. Jesse James, Team Rocket, blast off at the speed of light. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that's the energy. Permission? To that's the DNA. The music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what you sound like. Oh man. Yeah, but we're talking about Kanye. You know, yeah, so, so the album not out. The album not even out. Yeah, the album not even out. This is how Kanye gets you. He ain't even had an album out. The album ain't even out, and we about to talk about Kanye. Um, um. <laughs> so I mean, like, where should we start? Um, can I just say, can I open this so like listeners who listen to this pod know I don't have a Twitter account? I feel like 50% of why I don't is Kanye. I feel like I quit Twitter around the yay rollout for one. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was when I was over for me. But okay. You got, you got drop rid it of out. your phone so you could have space to create. As, yeah, as, exactly. Like, <laughs> no, so Kanye was going to do one of those like five day notice of an album drop. Album, new album Donda was supposed to drop on Friday. It, of course, didn't. He had, what was it, the disastrous listening session? I don't know if it was disastrous. I wasn't there. I just know that it had a Firefest type vibe to it. It was a Firefest type beat. You mean uh <laughs> it seemed oh, like oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So like there had been like private whispers, you know, footsteps on the cobblestones of private Kanye listening sessions that have been happening in exotic locales all around the contiguous United States. And then there's supposed to be a grand, massive, like sort of MSG type situation at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome and Kanye's actual, well, birthplace, not his home, his hometown is Chicago, but his birthplace is Atlanta, but his birthplace is Atlanta. Um, and like, I'm gonna tell you right now, but I didn't care. <laughs> I was just like, I took the afternoon and instead of sitting around and being held captive, literally scared to get up from my laptop as I normally do with Kanye album rollouts, I went go-karting with my friends. And then I and then I ate pizza. And it was wonderful. And then I came back and saw that there was some, you know, that there was a Travis Scott song where he says the devil my op. It's lit. It's lit. Wait, but but the but before the listening session, right? It wasn't at the top of the week. The real teaser, the real sort of, you know, mic drop out of nowhere was the Beats ad, the Beats yeah, by Dre the beats, ad, the Beats ad uh, featuring um, Shikari Richardson, the uh, Olympic sprinter who was kind of in a, a controversy recently for having tested positive for. Smoke for the great devil's the devil's grass of smoking the 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 devil's grass, right? Smoking on that pack. That's crazy. Um, Which I mean, like, as we all know, makes you run faster. So 
Because, but it's like a snippet from a song, I guess, from the album called No Child Left Behind. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, which sounds fine, whatever. <laughs> but I, I don't know. Like, the album didn't come Critic out. Baby, like, all that, the new Kanye shit does, where you gotta kind of like, think, respect. That's like an ironic thing to say, though, right? Because it's like, it's he's in the least sort of critic pleasing no, 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 phase no. of his career. I don't mean. Like, I get what you mean. I'm yeah, just saying there's I mean. like a paradox to it. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's like, I get what you mean when you call it critic baby, and yet it's weird because critic like Kanye is in the phase of his career where he seems very, very, um, you know, like proudly antagonistic to criticism, which which is his right. Um, but yeah, of course, that album didn't come out Friday. Like, <laughs> and I, I actually kind of look forward to talking about Kanye today in like without an album to actually glom onto yet, and we could talk about an album. The album on a later episode, right? We can we can have a conversation about the music. As some music ass music critics, we could talk about the music. But um, there's obviously like a lot to parse with Kanye at this point in his career, right? Because it's sort of <sighs> there's not that much to say about the Donda rollout yet. There is a lot to say though about why I think you had the reaction that you're having right now to like. You know, I don't care, basically, is what you said. Why I'm having that kind of reaction. And I think there's a lot of... Um, there's, like, a narrative overload around Kanye. Would you agree with that assessment? Absolutely. That there's a, Absolutely. It's, yeah, it's not just, like, oh, we're tired of Kanye. It's a sense of, I think, different factions of people are burnt out on Kanye for different reasons. You have his core fan base, who I don't think is burnt out at all, <laughs> frankly. Um, and... One thing that bugs me at this phase in Kanye's career is I think I think the assumption among a lot of people that the only people who aren't excited for this album are people who are still mad about the Trump stuff. Right. And I, it's it there is and I mean like that was the entire But I mean like that's the exact same discussion we were having around the release of Jesus is King, which is yeah. that this happened during the height of uh, Kanye walking around, wear Trump hats, doing cap shit. You, 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 your clothes trash. <laughs> you, 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 you crazy, bro. <laughs> you talking like Anthony Mackie? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, like it was. I mean, shout out to Soul Cold. That is like honestly the best <laughs> minute of tele, like of video yeah. content to come out of that. Um, but uh, Jesus is King came out, and still there was like a weird faction of people that were like behind this as he's still great at making music and you're just hating. And Jesus yeah. is King is a shit album. Okay. We just need to go ahead and say I, that. Like, I, mean, I don't know that I would go that far. I, I would say that about like kids see ghosts. I mean, yay. Yay is, yay is, yay is a shit tough. album. Jesus is King is a shit album. Kids see ghosts is actually kind of good because like Kanye knows what a kid for the album is supposed to sound like. See, Jesus even, is King no, don't even do is, is, is meant to be a gospel album and it's not a good gospel album. It's not a good rap album either. So what is it? Listen, real black millennial kids know their mom's riding around in a car for hours on end playing gospel music. Like, look, I know good gospel music when I hear it and I do understand what you're saying. Like, I don't think it's a good gospel album. I do think it's better than I expected at the time exactly. Jesus came you're, congratu to be. you're congratulating yeah i know for being i know an attempt know. which is the same thing know. that anybody I does know. with any Kanye thing at this point and i'm exhausted right. yeah like I it's, know. that's the and i mean like i think it's really just that is like really where it is where it's just like I, that's my don't care that's where that's coming from here's the thing you just brought up a bunch of um you said jesus king you said yay you said kids see ghosts all of albums are better than the album we're going to talk about in a second. But I want to set up the idea first that, like, I think there are people who I, I think the Trump stuff is obviously it was annoying. You know what I mean? Like, to yeah. me, it was annoying with my politics. So I was annoying. But it was also just sort of like. That's one element of it with Kanye. I think the real distinct thing, though, to me personally because you and I both wrote about Kanye during that phase, that infamous phase of Kanye's career, right? And whenever I wrote about it, I feel like I wrote about it more from a sense of, um, and even back when I was at Complex, right? So I was at Complex until 2016. You know, I think I, 
I think a lot of people would have much healthier lives if they realized that, like, look, at certain points of his career, Kanye has been wrong about things. <laughs> and at certain points of his career, he's been right about things. But he's always been a fucking idiot. You know what I mean? Like that. But that's the thing. It's like there's an artfulness to the idiocy of Kanye West. And I think the, the sort of like the real like political problem with Kanye at that point was that no less than like nine months before all the Trump stuff, people had been writing like infinite think pieces about him being like the definitive black genius of like the past 50 years. Right. And so him putting like a MAGA hat on sort of like embarrassed a lot of people, I feel like is what actually happened there to some degree. And I personally, though, did not find any of the Trump stuff as frustrating as what's playing out now yet again, which is Kanye's trying to brand, to patent a particular kind of album rollout. <laughs> and I think this this has actually been the sort of smoothest. This feels like the most low key, but I think it's annoying to you and me for a similar reason to why previous rollouts have been annoying, which is that Kanye is kind of, he's doing the thing that the Joker does with Maggie Gyllenhaal and Aaron Eckhart, where he like puts them in warehouses on the opposite Jeez. side of town. Fourth Street, he's at 47, 51st Street. But you're going to have to leave now if you want to save one of them. It's it's very it's it is that though. It is that Vivek shit. Yeah, it's just like yo, like the 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 the, the crossover (laughs) into full time performance artist TM is definitely like I mean like would you uh, yeah, all right, yes, this is that that is the most annoying part of the album rollouts. Like, I mean Yeah. So it in lieu of an album just to actually you know, assess at this point. I think this episode, we're going to try to really nail down, like we're going to go, I think, basically from Jesus through now and try to really nail down the anti-art of the Kanye album rollout and why it's annoying and why it has made it so that at this point, I feel like the old lady at the end of Titanic and I'm just like, I'm too old for this shit. So yeah, let's take it back to Yeezus and like talk this out. Because I think that, I think understanding these Kanye album rollouts is the key to understanding a lot of like the sentiment around Kanye West at this point in his career, we're going to talk about it. I know that you could, you could kind of draw the line with Kanye album rollouts anywhere, right? Like the 808s, I remember the 808s rollout was fraught. It was after the death of his mother. The album is clearly influenced by that a lot. Um, the My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy rollout had uh, all the sort the of... Apology tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I know that there's for a a while now been a lot of drama and performance surrounding Kanye albums. I do think Jesus is kind of the main moment where a lot of the the form of the Kanye album rollout crystallizes, right? Because Jesus is the one where wasn't it the one with the light projection? Yeah, they had the projection trucks rolling around. Um. Uh, projecting new slaves on the side of apartment buildings, like yeah, where the, the, the straight up video where it was just his face. Yeah, um, he was like wearing. And it was a mask the, the yeah, time. and it was yeah. like the only way that you you could you could get like that the only way that you I mean like you have, <laughs> like we didn't all have Hulk share like the only way that you could get like the song was to go to. Uh, one of the list of dates and times and cities that were like available on his website. And basically, they, were these, they had these trucks with projectors rolling around basically every major city in America projecting this video onto the side of some building, right? At right. however many times a day or whatever. Right. And it's funny because if I talk to people about that Yeezus rollout now and this, again, the light projector gimmick and all that stuff, I think people even recall that as annoying. At the time, I will say I was not in, I wasn't writing on the internet at that point. I was in an entirely different profession. I mostly remember the light projector thing is I read a few headlines about it. Uh, 
I read other headlines suggesting that, you know, Kanye was being melodramatic about his forthcoming album, Jesus. And then I love Jesus, right? I don't, in the moment, I didn't really perceive the Jesus rollout as being that annoying. You, Micah, on a scale of one to 10, how annoying did you find the Jesus rollout? I didn't find it that annoying. Honestly. No, no, I was still fully drinking the Kool-Aid. Like, I hadn't, yeah. I, like, I hadn't graduated college yet. Like, this was like, I was, yeah. Um, yeah, I was like, you know, listening to a YouTube riff of you slaves, uh, of you slaves, like, on my phone. Like, that's where I was, right? Yeah. I didn't really mind it. And it's it's <clears throat> wild because I definitely remember at the time of the Jesus rollout being on the opposite end of the position that I'm in now, right? I definitely remember people who did not like Jesus, who did not like those singles, then didn't like the album when it came out. Came, sorry. <laughs> came down. <laughs> who didn't oh, yeah. like those singles, who didn't like the album when it came down. <laughs> Why do I keep fucking that up? Sorry. I, I knew people who didn't like those singles and then didn't like the album when it came out, didn't like all the Kardashian stuff, didn't, you know what I mean? Didn't like the Bound 2 video. Yeah, and, and they still, yeah. like, at this, like, at this stage, though, it was still incredible to see him go on Jules Holland and perform Black Skinhead, like, and, yeah. in, and in the set, like, lying down on the ground. Like, was, like, I thought that was mind-blowing. <laughs> Like there, but I mean, like, and that was still like I still had that at the time. Like, I don't know where were you at. Like, besides, well, I was a little split because I again, I I liked the music. I I do remember the Jesus rollout is when I started being a little annoyed by Kanye's obvious insecurity whenever he would sort of compare himself to other genres or to other yeah. just popular figures. Because that's I think Jesus in particular was where you could really smell on him that sense of. I want to be accepted. I'm a rock star. Yeah, I'm me... actually a rock star, not a rap star. You know, it's like the Tyler Creator thing of like, well, oh, I'm too good for but rap. See, no, it's, right? like, it's like the, well, it was that, but you were also beginning to see like really like the nakedness of like wanting to be accepted up into the class. Yeah. 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 Like there was a sweatiness to his, it. like that's the thing. The char It's weird to really think back to old Kanye music because he's always had that id, right? He's always had a kind of childishness and a kind of begging for uh, adoration, right? And distinction. But it it really had more of a humor and charm to it. And maybe it just had, that humor and charm had less of an edge, right? And I think by, obviously, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy and then Yeezus and stuff like that, um, it, it went from feeling charming to feeling a little too desperate you know, and it had these weird kind of begging white people for money overtones to it, you know, because that's when he would start going on rants about fashion and wanting to be bankrolled for his fashion vision. And it just, I don't know, there was a desperation to the stuff outside of the music that started to grate on me by that point. But the music itself, I was with it. I was totally with it. Yeah, the music itself was like still defensible as like you know this is going to shape the next however many years of popular music because like he's trying all these things that no one else is willing to try and or at least on his level yeah. right yeah. yeah there you go yeah yeah he was like amalgamating things that you maybe heard bits and pieces of but he was he was putting it in a single in a single package. place and like yeah. shaving the edges off yeah right right um and then you get sort of, I honestly, I forget everything that happened in music. Like when we have a conversation about Kanye, I think my focus narrows so much. And I just don't even remember what Kanye was doing between Jesus and the life of Pablo. Right. He's just out doing stuff. Like he out on Drake versus. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he had. Yeah, he doing was that pop, Drake versus. pop style bullshit. Yeah, I don't know. Like what, what was going on? I just remember that like. Life of Pablo. Well, I don't want to be ignorant about this. Like, seriously, I'm trying to, like, fill in my memory of what all was happening with Kanye before I had to deal with the life of Pablo rollout, pop, like, proper. I don't remember. I feel I like feel I like blacked it out. I feel like it was, like, really, like... No, 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 no. Because this was, like, when he was going full bore at the fashion thing. 
after. Yeah, that's why. You're yeah, right. You're right. It was it was like, you know, because everybody was making the same jokes around before The Life of Pablo came out. It was just kind of like, well, I mean, like, he might get around to making another album when he's done making clothes. That's when um, he started dressing like the Legend of Zelda. And it was just. That's when he made the, like, he, yeah. he had the Adidas deal and, like, they, like, were putting out. Uh, Tunics and things of that nature. Yeah, tunics and things of that nature. Them socks with the macaroons on them. Um. <laughs> I hate you. I hate you. Um, yeah, you're right. I, you're right. It's the fashion stuff, which now I remember why I blacked it out. Um, but the, okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing that. Oh, right, 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 right. Oh, that. We forgot. No! Shout out. This was actually a terrible period. Shout out out Stefan Stefan Anderson, our producer, who reminded us about the Wiz Kim K Twitter beat just now. No. And it was like also the Cuddy stuff, wasn't it? Or the Cuddy stuff was like closer to the rollout. Yeah, like he was just on Twitter, heavy. Like, I mean, there was, and I just gotta, I just, because it's just such a, I was thinking about this the other day. Because um, there is like the the new jacket from his forthcoming Yeezy line with Gap. Like they, you know, tweeted the pre-order link for it. Like it's a round puffer jacket that has like this plasticky sort of vinyl on the front of it. Um, Looks like something that Wesley Snipes would have worn Demolition Man. It's cool. And like it's two hundred dollars, and it's a winter jacket. You'll receive it by the time it gets cold. You know, I was looking <laughs> at it. I was like, uh. But then I like, and then I saw the, the video of like Kanye walking through the corridor at, at Mercedes Benz Stadium. And you remember that like he's short and stock, like he's five nine, and yeah, like yeah, he makes clothes for himself. That jacket would look terrible on me. Like this is the like and this is and I went back to the to the Wait, tell the people how tall you are, Michael Peters. Tell the people. No, I'm not like it's I'm six two. The 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 so he was talking stunt, about stunt when, <laughs> shut up. This is like it's, on the this, is, this is talking about like Wiz uh this 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 Twitter beef. I was thinking about it because in this rant where Kanye's just kind of like, I'm your OG, you should respect me as such. Yeah, I made right. it cool for you to talk about your yeah. feelings. You wouldn't be anywhere without me. And this is all coming up because Wiz Khalifa tweeted, waking up, about to roll some KK, which is literally just his brand of weed that he was, you know, selling at the time. And Kanye was just kind of like, you follow my wife on Instagram too. You must be talking about her. <laughs> And then goes on this epic tweet rant where he says all the stuff I just said. But in that, he also says, I wish I could be tall and skinny, too. I'll settle for being the greatest musical artist of all time. You could just wear cool pants. Wiz wears cool pants. Yeah, Wiz wears cool pants. That's right. No, you could have just said that. That would have that brought all the memories back. Wiz wears cool pants. Um, And then you get leading into the I, yeah it's okay you're right twitter twitter is what happened between these twitter is what happened between uh the great radicalization medium of our time um, <laughs> no but okay so here's my beef so the life of pablo right despite the fact that i love i love jesus i loved jesus in a very uncomplicated way I just remember by the time the life of Pablo rollout started, and keep in mind, by this point, I'm in music journalism, right? I'm at Complex. So I'm in the thick of it. I'm in the thick of playing Where's Waldo with this motherfucker at Madison Square Garden. Okay? At the Yeezy <laughs> Season, the Yeezy Season not show, whatever one it was, right? And I don't know, like, I think in the moment, the whole idea of, oh, last minute, Kanye's going to do this album listening session at Madison Square Garden. You know, and I worked at, I worked at like Rockefeller Center at the time, right? So just like dropped everything, a bunch of us from Complex. We just, yeah, we ran down there and it was tight. And guess what? I ate like three Momofuku chicken sandwiches and got drunk <laughs> at this listening session. And then I got back from it and then barely wrote about the music. I just wrote about the chicken. You know what I mean? Yeah, like like there like was there was a magic. Yeah. I do understand what you're saying because it's like the 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 
none of like the actual musical experience of a Kanye thing is not like is not the thing that you're gonna hold on to. Like, yeah, because especially the acoustics. Like, I remember at Madison Square, this may, I mean, again, it felt so, it felt like a flex in the moment, right? The idea of he took over Madison Square so that he could plug in his laptop <laughs> with just like, not even some real equipment. He just plugged his laptop in with he, the Like, literally, the, like the, the end of the end of that fashion show was an aux cord pass. Like, yeah, like they were just, just yeah. kind of like, they just were passing the the, the aux around to, yo, and you it was got, like playing like, it from SoundCloud. Whoever, yeah, whoever's in the section, y'all got new music, you want to play some shit? He was just like, and like, because I remember that that's when, like, uh, we heard uh, with them from Slime Season 3 for the first time from Young Thug. And then, like, yeah. you know, then they handed Vic Mensa the aux cord and, like, you know, people kind of, like, stopped paying attention. But the... Wow. I, that's what... Ha- I'm telling you what I happened. mean, that is what happened. You're right. That is that's what happened. Some, that's reportage from the scene. That's fair. Yeah, okay. That, that, that is what uh, happened. But, like, yeah, uh, it was... Um, yeah. I, like, it was... Thugger was a, in the fashion show, too, right? Yeah, he, he was. in the actual fashion show the, prelude, yeah, too. I remember that. He was that. actually one of the, the models, yeah. Because I mean, like, it was thing. him and Yachty and like Playboy Cardi was they like all of them were. Yeah. But the I, I just at the time, I still had enough. I had the adrenaline, right? I was starting to be irritated, especially because, again, the that was. He'd become extremely online by that point, mm-hmm. and that kind of like started to pollute some of it for me. The adrenaline of the Madison Square thing. I also remember the one night I was with like. John Caramonica down at Webster Hall. It was like people were mob. They were like mobbing Virgil Abloh, thinking that we- he was gonna. If we if we asked him enough times, he would just take us to Kanye. And I just remember it was like a thousand people in the street. And at one point, we were all kind of like chasing Virgil down. And then he got in an SUV and sped north <laughs> up the Ave. You know, uh, and like that. That was a beautiful night of my life. And yet, all of it was a buildup to an album with like Frank Ocean moaning over some bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I To me, I think what it was is by the time The Life of Pablo happened, especially once the album was out, I had this profound sense of, oh, the only point of all of that spectacle of the rollout was the spectacle of the rollout. The album, if you really sit with it as an album, I don't know that it really bears the weight of that rollout particularly well. So I don't even know that it's, I want to say that the album is bad, but I think all of Kanye's Joker antics leading into it don't like, didn't do it a lot of favors. Is that unfair? No, I mean, like it's definitely, but I mean, also it's like, if you didn't have the spectacle around it, the album would make sense. Right, right, and that's that. That's the thing. It's like that's why I I'll, I'll call Kanye an idiot, but also that there's like an artfulness to his idiocy, right? Like th- there is something special about that rollout. Like he made the he made the release of the life of Pablo special in a way that an, another artist just wouldn't have tried to even do all the stuff he tried to do. And it's like I felt like I kind of get it, but I, it's also this moment where Kanye really, to me, started to be be one of the many people in the current landscape where you can tell the whole point of them being a celebrity is being a celebrity. And that's not to sort of like discount the effort of making Kanye West music. It's just to say that I felt like I was being asked to, to rank the music itself as a secondary concern or even a tertiary concern, frankly, and instead over invest myself in the narrative trajectory and the philosophical standing of this guy. And then also his whack ass Zelda fashion line. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that, you know, as annoying as the Yeezus rollout might've been to some people, I don't think the Yeezus rollout ever asked you to do that. I think the Yeezus rollout was genuinely excited about the music of Yeezus. I never yeah. felt like the life of Pablo rollout was that confident in the music on the life of Pablo is how I would put it. Yeah, I mean, like, it was, it's, it's, like, I think that the, the like, the kind of evidence that you're looking for is right there in the fact that the album was released in conjunction with a fashion show. Like, the, like, Yeezus was, 
him popping up on stage in Paris in a straitjacket and a bird mask to foreigner songs. Like, and then being like, now here's this, here's Theraflu. Like, there's... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was a... Yo! You said, okay, you know what happened between Yeezus and the life of Pablo? The worst Kanye song that everyone knew was trash and they begged for it anyway all day. That's what happened. It was like two years of people being like, release the Snyder cut, but it was the... The song nobody even remembers at this point all day. Yeah, because it was like, what was it? It was a leak. It was a leak from the studio. It was, well, it was uh, a leak from the studio. But wait, was it the leak from the studio first or was it? It was, there was, because I remember there was the leak from the studio that sounds like it was recorded on a flip phone, like from outside. Yes, yes, yes. It's, uh, yeah, it sounds but like then, it was ripped from like a Nintendo, like a Super Nintendo. Yeah, but then that, there was that also, one you're talking like, about. Was it, was, was it that first or was it the Brit Awards performance first? No, that, that was way later. Cause I remember the first time I heard the leak of all day was a bit before that performance in the UK on stage. Yeah. Well, uh, the 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 performance like the performance piece was like kind of I mean like it was it was cool enough, you know. It gave Skepta some sound bites to use for the intro to his album. Um they have flamethrowers love- and shit. Yeah, I remember the flamethrowers. This is the main thing I remember about all day. But yeah, I remember all day, even just that song specifically, which pre- like preceded the life of Pablo. Because um, yeah, that th- it wasn't just it was a leak. There was a, it was it was a rumor, and it had all of this apocrypha surrounding it. And if you went to Kanye to the for like a straight eighteen month period, it was just threads about all day. And it, and I just remember feeling like that's when I started to lose my mind with Kanye fandom because I was like, look, the snippet of this song, it, it sounds like half a hook. Like, I'm sure you could turn this into something, but like y'all are going crazy over this thing that is just the guy going all day. <laughs> Some with a hallway. Mean, like, you know also, what I mean? It like, was like, and then it came the, out and no one remembers that song. No, that I mean, like, the trash. Thing is that, like, <laughs> notice how like that preceded like or predicted like Playboy Cardi elite culture. <sighs> Listen, I mean, Whitney and Kanye predict or proceed. I mean, yeah, that's true. I'm just saying, like, you know, at least when, like, there's a, you get, like, 59 seconds of a Playboy Cardi song, you're pretty sure it's going to, the whole thing is going to be fire because it's just going to be those 59 seconds three times. <laughs> um, I I say all this about the Pablo rollout just to say that, um, I don't know. Every all the rollouts since that have been gravy for me. Because to me, that was my ten of ten. I just by the end of that rollout, I was just like, if I never heard another Kanye West album ever again, I felt like he went out on top, and that I did not, I did not like sitting through the middle third of the life of Pablo, which I think I mentioned this on the Doja Cat episode we did a while ago of like the middle third of the Doja Cat album reminded me of the life of Pablo because it's just like R&B sludge. It's just like, oh, Chris Brown doing a really excruciatingly slow Chris Brown song mm-hmm. in the middle of a Kanye West album. And I'm just sitting there like, where's Jimmy Fox? Like, can we get, where's Chris Rock? Can we get some, what's going on? Can we get some spank rankdom in here, you know? This yeah, you tell him to turn, get some twisted tempo, put it, put some bass in his voice. Um, I don't know. Like, you rank it. One out of ten, how annoying was the Pablo rollout to you? Um, I'm going to give the life of Pablo rollout. Ooh, that's a tough one. Like, because it was like, it was also like me getting kind of exhausted because I now, like, work in culture coverage. <laughs> so... Like, I was probably, like, right there in the middle of being, like, excited and annoyed by it. Yeah, that's fair. Excited. That's where I was, too, though. Yeah, it was, like, kind of... I'd say 10-10. That's not fair. Because, like I said, in in the thick of the adrenaline pumping, I actually thought it was pretty fun. And, again, it's, like, I hadn't actually been... Around, I wasn't in music writing or anything like that when Jesus came out. And it, The Life of Pablo was such a bizarre album rollout. And it was enjoyable, but it just, it left me with a bad taste. Yeah. And then you roll around to... that's So that's my answer. By the scale of one to 10, I was reclimped. 
Yeah, I'm a I'm gonna go back from ten. Ten is not right. I'm gonna say it was seven. I thought it was annoying. Um. So what? I mean, then you have like Yay, but Yay is not really just Yay. It's Yay. It's the Pusha T album. It's Tiana's album. It's it's the fact that he insisted on taking all of the chaotic Kanye energy and being like, now we're doing five albums at once. It's just like, no, man, this electric boogaloo bullshit. Come on now. I mean, and then also the fact that the album cover for Ye, he shot while stopping like at a gas station on the way to Jackson Hole. You know, I think that album cover is the best thing about that album. It is. And the thing is that, like, maybe it is. T- yikes. I, yeah. like, I did, like, while I said that that was where he took the picture, I didn't say it was a bad picture. I'm just saying. Yeah, okay, you're right. You're right. I was being presumptuous. Yeah. Right. Objection sustained. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And okay, so that's the point, right? In which he's also at the White House and stuff with Trump and. I don't know. I said my piece at the time, right? Which is that I I get why that's frustrating. I especially get in the moment. Like people like the rag on like Trump derangement syndrome or something like that. People forget how like that shit was wild. Like I I will never let people tell me that it's just sort of normal. Like, what are you even reacting to? Yo, we elected like a, a TV game show host, the president of the United <laughs> States. Like, if you lost your mind during those four years, like I think that's a perfectly sensible reaction to have to your country being like, <laughs> yo, you know, you know the dude who hosted The Apprentice and was also in the On Your Own music video, on our own music video in Home Alone 2. He's the president now. Of course yeah, people were mad. Yeah, there's a yeah. 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 <laughs> I I got where people were coming from, but I don't know. I couldn't even really access that sense of being mad about Kanye's politics because it was like. I think by that point, all of the insecurity and contrarianism about him, I felt like it was all pretty consistent with who he always was, right? Like he was always kind of infuriating on a low frequency and contrarian down to when he made a song about how you can't talk about Jesus on the radio that then went on to be like one of the most successful songs on the radio. You know what I mean? There's always been that kind of, Irrit- irrit- I don't even know the word for it. It's just he's always been irritating. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's always had a sort of intellectual irritation to sort of taking what he says seriously. Yeah. I mean, That's how I've always felt, at least. I don't know. I think that, like, you know, once you soberly assess it, you know, that's how you would feel. But if you have projected a lot of things about yourself onto this famous person, yeah, like as yeah, a fan. Yeah. And then of course you'd feel like betrayed or or you know, like or let down. Um, yeah. I think for me, like it was really just kind of an object lesson in not having any idols or heroes whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. I don't I I never get to that point of cynicism of like never admire people or, or admire them too deeply. I do think maybe with Kanye, the problem was that in a lot of ways, he he's like an imperfect everyman, but he was an everyman nonetheless. And so him increasingly becoming this proudly out of touch and disagreeable, like, again, he was always disagreeable, but he just became disagreeable with a, a radically different valence. And yeah, of course, people were frustrated by that. I don't think there was anything unreasonable about being like, yo, I thought it was this way and it turned out to be the other way and I can't listen to this guy the same way again. Like, I, I get that. But I think there's also a sort of general lesson about, it's not about not having heroes, but I, I think a lot of people saw a lot of themselves in someone like Kanye until they couldn't. I think that's the thing. And th- that kind well, of break uh, it'd be like, is That's tough. kind of like what I mean by like yeah but not i mean i mean like idols and heroes in the functional sense of having uh slack faces to project your insecurities onto <laughs> like i that's what i mean you know what it was so for me way back back in my day no way back when college dropout came out i remember like on an album level. I thought the singles were cool. I remember I didn't love College Dropout when it came out. And I think, I remember thinking at the time that 
Kanye, you know what? Maybe not at the time, but by the time I was in college and still didn't love that album, it was a few years before I really started to appreciate College Dropout. I kept thinking that Kanye on that album rapped like a guy who would be 50 years old and still thinking about girls who dissed him in high school. And I thought that was corny. <laughs> I thought that was corny. You know what I mean? Like he, he would be 50 years old being like, oh, look at you. Oh, she ain't turned out to be shit. You know what I mean? He had that energy of like an incel before we had a word for incels mm. is the thing about Kanye. And so that's the thing. It's like he had that incel energy. And so when he started popping the shit he was popping in like 20, 2017, I was like, yeah, that's kind of actually always been the energy. <laughs> he's always had that like Reddit, uh, yeah, Redditor he's, energy he's about all, him. He's all, he really has always had that I hope my ex stubs her toe type energy. Yeah. Yeah. Like college dropout is 50% incel raps. Like if you really yeah. pay attention to it, it's a little like workout plan is some incel shit. <laughs> so it made sense. I don't know. It made sense to me. But the music was ass. That's all I even want to say about because. <laughs> yeah, all right. No, make your case for Kids See Ghost because that was the one. I, yeah, I actually think is. If it's if it's a sunny day, I'm not, I can maybe like, deal I think with that kids see ghosts. I think kids see ghosts is just like like Kanye doing mushroom music, like kind of like him attempting like having seen Astro World and being like, you know what, I could do that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, and yeah. having it be at like I guess at my most uncharitable, like a good imitation, and like you know at my most effusive, like. I said, like, the way that a Kid Cudi album is supposed to sound. Yeah. Yeah, and in my old age, I'm starting to appreciate Kid Cudi, and thus, even though I don't appreciate that album, can at least appreciate where you're coming from tangentially when you say that. That said, I still also think that that was, like, the instance where the art of the Kanye album rollout kind of blew up in his face, because I feel like there was a lot of memorable stuff from that rollout, but to me, the most memorable stuff was not really about his album. It was Pusha T cartwheeling out of nowhere and bodying Drake and making Drake disappear for like, like a solid year. Yeah. That was the actual thing. Literally sending <laughs> to him me. back to high school. Yeah, there was yeah. like a, <laughs> He bombed on him and made him- He like, doxed Drake. He had like, and like I, I really, he came back with a Degrassi reunion. Like, yeah, was, like-, like Wow. That's what the, a, that's what the thing. It's, what it's t- he did all the favors in the world to Pusha T. It's also the fact that the Pusha T album and the Tiana album are better than the Kanye albums. The t- and yeah, he got true. two albums. <laughs> yeah, that's the other problem, man. Um, And then you have the gospel stuff. Those rollouts, I barely even remember. I think at that point, it was very easy. Unless you were sort of a ride-or-die Kanyeologist, it was easy to kind of... Especially because he was like, oh, I'm going to make experimental gospel albums. It was easy to be like, oh, I'm going to take that as the doctor's note out of this rollout. Yeah. I don't. (laughs) I'm not going to church service. I'm not going to church. Yeah, exactly. You woke up that morning, you coughed. and like, oh, I can't go to church today. It's just like you kind of like. Strap throat. Yeah. You just kind of like close your eyes real hard until 10.03. Be like, yeah. sorry, we ain't, ain't going to make it. We ain't gonna oh, make do we, it. are we late? Oh, we We're late. not going to make it to praise and worship. Oh, no. You can I'm get up for out. breakfast, but you can't get up for, for church service. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wasn't feeling well. I'm okay now, though. Um, I'm going to take a shower. Yeah. I'm going to take a shower. I don't think those rollouts were as unbearable. I, I, I don't remember. What were, what were the main annoying things about the Jesus is King cycle? I don't think there was that much that was uh, the Coachella performance, the church, like the 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 Joshua Tree stuff. Um, oh, okay. Like, wait, uh, do we skip talking about Wyoming? No, sorry. Can we go back real quick and talk about have, the Wyoming? Do we? No, it's just to... that you're right. It's like you brought up the photo, but we did not talk about with Yay. He just had a bunch and... of people. Like he, he emailed a bunch of, yeah, he, it's put them on a plane. He kidnapped rap Twitter and, sent them, rap Twitter and sent them to Wyoming. to Wyoming to sit around a campfire and listen to Chris Rock talk about. Yeah, I'm going to tell you real quick. So I've mentioned Freddie, um, my sophomore year roommate from college on this pod. I remember when I was living with Freddie was the genesis of my dream. So listeners, I want you to know a dream I've had for a very long time, which is that I'm a black man. I'm from Richmond, right? 
And I've lived in cities for too long. I lived in um, D.C. for a minute because I went to college there. And then I've lived in New York. Um, but I've always had this dream because I have a realization that the East Coast and cities are bad for me. I'm too uptight. Uh, and my dream for a long time had been to one day just live in a shack in Montana. And then Kanye did his bullshit yay rollout and kind of like ruined that dream for me. I can't do that now. He ruined my whole aesthetic, my whole dream. He ruined my whole, what is it? Pimp, uh, what is the board called? <laughs> what is the, what is the thing? Board. Pinterest. No, sorry. He ruined my whole Pinterest thing with the yay rollout. That's the main thing I remember being mad about. Damn, you mad because you can't. Because I was like, oh, now if I move to Montana, people are going to think I'm just, I'm aping Kanye. So now I'm starting over. I got to come up with a new dream. Um, yeah, he had people in in Wyoming with Liz Cheney. I don't know. Um, I remember that being vaguely annoying. Yeah, I mean. It also led to the thing that we're seeing now with the current rollout, which is like Kanye captive audience psychological warfare, right, of hyping his album by putting everyone in a circumstance where you're not really in a position to judge the album because he's playing it through his laptop speakers, you know, in a stadium. Like you can't, like it's, it's, a, it's entirely impossible to, to divorce, like appraising the album and aesthetics from like the spectacle of like being present for the listening of the album. Like, yeah. Feeling like you're on the inside of it and like, Oh, well, Kanye, yeah, I was there. The special yeah. moment, yeah, yeah. yeah, that was definitely way more annoying with the Wyoming thing because it just felt like, oh man, they, he really, he really bribed rap Twitter with the trip to Wyoming. Isn't this some bullshit? All that to say that the the album made, the album made him out yet, and uh, he's gonna be living in. Uh, he's gonna be. Uh, That's a joke, right? He's living, not living in the stadium. I'm not, I, there's no way that he. It has to be. But also, like, you know what? Let me not say no way. Because, like, it's a distinct possibility that he is living in uh, the Mercedes-Benz Stadium and putting the finishing touches on the album and wandering down amongst uh, the chaff during uh, Atlanta, you know, professional sports games. He was at an Atlanta United game wearing that hot-ass puffer and leather pants and a stocking cap. And I checked the weather, and it was like 82 degrees. Like, felt like 82 degrees that yeah. night. So, I mean, like, I know that that stocking cap was, you know, smelling horrible. But, like, yeah, the, the, it's, it's, I, it's, it's the, we're, you know, we'll get it eventually at some point. But Literally can I just any- say, I just, I don't know, I... It's easy to make fun of this, man. It's easy to make fun of this man living in a stadium. And yet I know I'm a person who at a different point in my life would have responded to all this differently, would have responded to it with the sense of excitement and wonderment yes. that I no longer have. And there's so many variables to isolate, right? It's sort of the reputational damage to Kanye in the past few years. It's the fact that I've gotten older. It's the fact that I have a different perspective uh, for professional reasons too, and also on what it means to go through an album rollout. Yeah, the, yeah, the, that's the thing. It's like it's not novel anymore. That's the thing. It's one thing when you were when you were, uh, like my friend Charnay put it the other day. When you run, when you riding around like projecting yourself like Zordon on the side of buildings, and it's like, oh, this is new. This is a new thing for Kanye to do. It's another thing when this is the fifth consecutive rollout where you're where you are doing. <laughs> The Joker bit. And it's just like, I don't need five consecutive Joker bits, man. I don't need it. Maybe even if you don't even count Jesus is King, because I do think I'm tired of learning about society. Yeah. Yeah. I I get it. We live in a society. I don't like like, it's just like I get all I need to know about human nature. You know, I don't I don't need it. It feels less artful with each iteration is, I think, my problem. But it's also that, yeah, I don't know. Maybe the sheen is worn off. Maybe I have Kanye derangement syndrome. I don't know. Chalk it up to whatever you will. Uh, just know that the people who are excited, the people who maybe can engage with Kanye, I think, 
I'm not saying I'm not coming at him in good faith, but I think there are people who are coming at him at this point in better faith. And I, I don't, I'm none of this is me contradicting those people. If anything, I envy those people. I envy those people who still have the stamina and curiosity to withstand Kanye album rollouts such as they are in the year of our Lord, 2021. What else you got, Micah? I don't know. Um, trap board in stores now. No, I don't. I don't. I, I don't know. Like, there's. I. I. I have nothing further to add. I can't believe that we've talked for this long about 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 Kanye. But I actually, I, I also can. Um, and although I would sooner die than talk any more about Kanye, I. I mean, like, it's gonna. I might as well go ahead and prepare myself for it. So if you have some stuff that you'd like to talk to us about Kanye about, except. Us. Well, email us at soundonlypod at gmail.com. Except do not. And again, I told you people, Kanye is like half the reason I even left Twitter in the first place. Do not ask us to rank his album. Thank you. You knew what I was going to say. Do not ask us to rank his album. I am not. Listen, the stretch, the stretch. I don't even remember how long. It felt like five years where rap Twitter just out of nowhere in a way that felt like a prison experiment every two weeks. Someone from Rap Twitter would feel the need to just provoke but yet yo, another wave yo, of like, ranking Kanye it, albums. It, but how 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 are y'all fucking with my beautiful dark twisted fantasy more than you're fucking with late registration? And then for five days we got to talk about, uh, you know, some some we got to talk about this again. Like it's just like we don't want to talk about it anymore. It's stupid. It doesn't matter. Like it's informed by an impossible number confluence of factors. Like, you know, I'm sure that, you know, like you and your friends can talk about that at the parties that you go to. We yeah. don't want to talk about it anymore. Don't ask us. Yeah. But we would like to talk about other things related to other Kanye. Other things about Kanye. Other things about Kanye. Yeah. Great. Other things, just don't, no ranking. That. No rankings but are don't bad. Ask, no, yeah, no rankings. Don't rank, though. And if you find clever ways to circumvent this directive, then you know what? Hats off to you. But rankings prohibitive. Otherwise, email us at soundonlypod at gmail.com. I'm Justin Charity. And I'm Micah Peters. Shouts out to our producers, Erica Cervantes, and this week, subbing, Stefan Anderson. Did I pronounce that right? Type in chat if I pronounced that right. Did I? Waiting for a verdict. Listeners, <laughs> waiting for a verdict. Listeners, on, on the, the money, money on the money. Look at that! Wow, sensational. Slash, it never happened. We'll see y'all next week.